let's move on on the drug of abuse. It's only like really um, six slides, and you probably, I don't know, when it's drug of abuse or alcohol, I feel like people are always interested to learn about it rather than, you know. <laughs> so, cocaine. So, Dr. Guinness gave you the slide, just forget about her slides. That's the only thing you have to know. It's like very uh, synthesized. It's like in your language. Um, so just mine. Just on the drug of abuse. Of course, our antidepressant and antipsychotic. Don't forget about them. <laughs> but just this because she didn't talk about it. So. Um, Cocaine, how does it work? It blocks the dopamine transporter, but also um, inhibits the, so NE is for norepinephrine, also known as adrenaline, <coughs> and we haven't covered, you know, the, um, like all the effects. Uh, we'll see more about the uh, peripheral effect of norepinephrine next quarter, but you probably know, you know, when you have a <laughs> boost of norepinephrine, it's like, Okay, you are, uh, that's what happened before your final, you know, all the uh, effects of norepinephrine. And then uh, 5-HT is for serotonin reuptake, so it has one effect on the dopamine transporter and then the effect on the uh, norepinephrine and serotonin uh, reuptake. And then because of the effect on norepinephrine, that's the one that actually is going to increase the heart rate. Um, also has some anesthetic property. And just for your information, not so long ago it was used by dentists as a local anesthetic. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was pharmacist, I had some cocaine just to make uh, the preparation for the dentist because it's used as a local anesthetic. It's like an extemporaneous uh, preparation. Now, of course, it's abused and it's uh, used as uh, intranasal, so it's snorted, or it can be smoked, and that's the case for crack cocaine. Um, intranasal, so the um, cocaine hydrochloride, it uh, cannot be taken orally, neither smoking, because <coughs> it would be destroyed. But that's why they had to manipulate, like drug addicts, they manipulate it to make it as a base. So they, sometimes they use lime, le uh, lemon juice, just to make it um, as a base. And that's when they can use as uh, crack cocaine. Very addictive. Um, withdrawal is generally mild because they used it not like con uh, continuously, especially those who are uh, taking it intranasally, so it's like um, intermittent and not uh, constant. Physical dependent is questioned, so is there any physical dependence with cocaine? Um, in rats it shows some physical dependence, it's human, is not um, fully understood. And then treatment for the addiction, there is some clinical trial with Topamax, which is <laughs> and also used for which indication? No, but another, another, another treatment, and the woman like it for that because he has a it's used for migraines, so <laughs> but they like like they like to use it because you can have weight loss with it. Um, amphetamine. So cocaine is a Schedule One. There is no uh, medical use of it, not anymore. So as I said, it was an anesthetic, but it's no longer uh, a use. Amphetamine, there are some uh, preparations that are FDA approved, and when we talk about ADHD, Dr. Gillis talked about um, 
Ritalin and also, believe it or not, but there is some uh, amphetamine prep that is approved for the treatment of um, ADHD. Uh, so two different mechanisms of action. So uh, amphetamine, which the dextroamphetamine and methamphetamine uh, stimulate the dopamine release and can cause permanent degeneration of dopamine, uh, dopaminergic neuron. And then ecstasy, so that's why I have this picture because, you know, usually associated with rave and <laughs> all those. <laughs> 40, um, this, the ecstasy, they block the serotonin uh, reuptake. And defects, you know, it's uh, euphoric and also can increase the cardiovascular effect like for uh, cocaine. And with ecstasy and methamphetamine, they are also uh, hallucinogenic. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> they are going to be very depressed after once they stop. <laughs> That's what happened with the with the ecstasy user is that when they stop, they are like you know, even more down, and that's why they want to take some more again to have the high effect. And uh, so it's just. Yeah. <laughs> then you have your patient not jumping. <laughs> um, so the half-life amphetamine has a half-life of 10 hours. Methamphetamine is shorter. And uh, route of administration, so you know ecstasy, they are basically oral. Uh, smoke, so crystal meth uh, is smoked. And then you probably heard about the oral stimulant that were used for uh, weight loss. They are no longer approved. But again, when I was working as a pharmacist like more than 10 years ago, we used to make those preparation over and over. Uh, was widely used by women just to try to weight loss, um, lose weight. But the, the thing is, the, the effect was not, you know, like was not lasting for too long and they were getting addicted so they wanted more. And I think some, you know, women become addicted to uh, methamphetamine just because of that. It's just uh, because they were using amphetamine for uh, weight loss. Now, cannabis is the most widely used drug uh, in the U.S. and probably in Europe, especially in the Netherlands, since <laughs> there. Actually, no, you have, you know, the cannabis pharmacy here, and uh, but in Netherlands, you know, you have this uh, coffee shop and everything. Um, the active ingredients are the 9-tetrahydrocannabinol. Uh, mechanism of action bind to uh, the cannabinoid uh, receptor in the brain. And the endogenous uh, ligand is uh, known as um, anandamide, which is a derivative of uh, arachidonic acid, which is a fatty acid. <coughs> May cause dopamine release, but it's not clear how it works. Um, the subte subjective effect, so first it's like an euphoric effect, and then you have the sedative effect, and also hallucination. Root administration is small, but it can also be used orally. Some people make uh, candies or cake or, you know, all kind of things. Because they, are, they have a first pass effect, they need much more uh, cannabis if they are eating them. So it's more expensive. Uh, tolerance and dependence, only at highly uh, dose. So for heavy consumer, you're gonna have uh, tolerance and physical uh, dependence. 
but no withdrawal uh, syndrome when it's used uh, moderately. And then there are some uh, medicinal benefits, and so that's why now you have this uh, pharmacy. <laughs> And you can get them for your pain or for other uh, effects. Uh, it's actually there is one preparation that is FDA approved uh, for the treatment of uh, nausea and vomiting induced by chemotherapy. So this uh, Marinol, it's FDA approved. Uh, some other um, medicinal benefit might be like muscle relaxation anti-convulsive effects or uh, reducing the intraocular pressure for the treatment of glaucoma. Now, LSD is the most common, uh, most potent um, hallucinogenic drug. Related to LSD, you have uh, the magic mushroom with uh, the uh, psilocin and the psilocybin. Uh, um, and that you have uh, perceptual distortion and mood changes. Um, there is multiple sites actually in the brain where the LSD can uh, bind to and um, can activate also the serotoninergic uh, receptor. And now we're gonna talk very briefly about some uh, toxicology reports. And so if you read it, I don't know if you can read, I try to fit in everything on the slide, but um, so they, that's what is published online. Uh, the trial hasn't, you know, uh, is not over yet, so we don't know exactly if it's true or not, but it seemed like Michael Jackson received at 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m. in the morning, uh, 10 milligram of diazepam, which is Valium, which is a potent uh, sedative, and then 2 a.m., so half an hour after, injected with um, 2 milligram of lorazepam. And then at 3 a.m., he administered 2 milligram of midazolam, which is used um, to induce sedation or uh, also anesthesia. If you have like an endoscopy, for example, it's like very short uh, half-life benzodiazepine, and so it really knocks you down like for a little bit, but. Um, my question is, if you ate IV tablets, would they be more available, let's say, like, because I don't think two milligrams of Azam is a lot at all, because it's orally taken. But if yeah. you IV them, would that make it more potent? Of course. Stronger? Yeah. So and like also the combination, you know, like just half an hour, and it's not that it was like heavy, like it's like 150 pounds. So. Yeah, that's not that much Ativan. I mean, that's. A, that's what you're going to take, you know, as a sedative pill, but you're not going to take it every half an hour. And, uh, but if you were going to take a PO, that probably wouldn't kill you. No, and that, but that's the combination, because if you look at the sequence, then you get midazolam, which is uh, used to induce anesthesia, and then again at 5 in the morning. Uh, I think if I take that, I sleep for three days or... <laughs> I don't know how I was able to wake up after half an hour. And then uh, 7.30 in the morning, again, Verset. And then finally, I don't know, 10.40, I think it's time to wake up at that time. But now I gave him propofol, and that's what they say uh, really kills him. But when you look at all the adverse effects, they all have uh, cardiovascular and respiratory depression, and just the sequence and the repetition of it is just cumulative effect. And of course, propofol, you know, if it's not well monitored, and it seems like he was able to self-administer it, so without any monitoring, you know, 
if you have this in the hospital, you're going to ventilate the patient with oxygen. You're going to uh, resuscitate him if you see any of the sign. And for, um, like, if you have an overdose, like a uh, suspicious overdose of, uh, with a benzo, you know, you really have to take a lot of benzodiazepine to have an overdose, but people who want to commit suicide, they can, you know, take uh, a lot of them and try. Actually, it's not, you know, not the way you would like to do it because it takes so long if you really want to um, commit suicide with benzodiazepine. But if that happened, there is an antidote, and it's a benzodiazepine antagonist. So there is a way to reverse it. So I feel like the death could have been, you know, uh, avoided. Yeah. Um, after he administered the 10 milligrams of diazepam and then another 2 milligrams of lorazepam mm -hmm. 30 minutes later, mm -hmm. lorazepam being an anti-anxiolytic, mm -hmm. do you think that that was administered to potentiate the effect of diazepam? You know, that one is more like, yeah, for anxiety. The other one would really, like, put you asleep. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know how you can still, you know, be awake after. <laughs> Especially Valium, you know, it's, like, very strong. Of course, we know that he has a history of addiction, and the more you take, the more you need. Um, but, yeah, so that's just, you know, that's just the story that could have been, you know. Prevent it again. Another ethical issue. Do you want because it's a celebrity? Can you give everything? And you know, can you receive everything? Propofol is supposed to be only for uh, inpatient use, not for uh, outpatient. And um, yeah, question. If you have um, drug-induced respiratory depression, does no matter how much CPR you do, does that not matter then? Because yeah, you need to have oxygen. You have to have ventilation in that case. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's why you know, like when they give uh, propofol in the hospital, they have uh, you know they have ventilation ready and they monitor the cardiac rhythm and everything because they induce can induce sleep like in thirty seconds. And uh, yeah, it's very you probably see it once you're gonna do your clinical rotation. And uh, oh yeah, and so the other one you asked me to talk about is uh, his ledger. This one is different, so um, I didn't talk about the opioids this, uh, today because next quarter we're going to have an entire lecture about um, painkillers and uh, also addiction to uh, methadone and heroin. Dr. Kempton is going to be my guest lecturer, and she will talk about uh, all this. But so oxycodone, hydrocodone, so they are both a uh, component of uh, Vicodin and Pergoset. So they are like very strong uh, painkiller. Again, benzodiazepine, diazepam, temazepam, alprazolam. All these can also cause, you know, cardiorespiratory uh, depression. All the opioids are very potent uh, respiratory, uh, uh, induced respiratory depression. And then was taking doxylamine, which is actually no, no it's over the counter. It's uh, it's like uh, Benadryl, so it's also uh, a sedative that is over the counter, and it's the most effective one. Doesn't mean the less adverse effect. Uh, and it's in Nyquil, so if you ever ever take uh, Nyquil, you know that when you take it, uh, you're just like drowsy. And that's because of this. And uh, it has some potent anticholinergic effect because actually it's an antihistaminic, which means it's, uh, it's used for allergies too. 
but because of the anticholinergic effect, that's why you have uh, all those sedative effects and then dry mouth and the combination. Again, you don't know how much he took, uh, if he was using it uh, orally. There are some abuse, you know, they can um, reduce the, the compound into powder and they can also snort it, the, the hydrocodone and those uh, opioids. Toxicology report uh, or a toxicology report uh, yesterday, and the cause of death was drug intoxication, primary mm -hmm. or secondary to some pneumonia. Uh huh. But one of the drugs was hydrocodone. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why that could, why that would be administered with pneumonia when it's an opioid. But it's also an antitussive. Yes, it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes. Anti-chisid, so for cough, anti-coughing agent, yeah. But that, you know, that's very strong anti-chisid well, agent. Why not just um, pearls or something else? Yeah. Why would you use an opiate, an opioid, if you're all not using well? And yeah, no, it's, you know, some of those, and especially if they are drug addicts, that's what they're going to ask you for. If they want something for their cough, they're not going to go to the pharmacy, you know. <laughs> They are going to want something, you know, that also going to relieve their addiction, so. So we are done. So for those, you know, drug of abuse, just know, like, the main one, cocaine, uh, amphetamine, and um, cannabis. And you won't have any question on Michael Jackson, neither. Uh, <laughs> and so we'll do, uh, like, I click for your question. Quickly, and then I will give you the um, the Eva. So one for Tiffany, one for me, and um, yeah. Maybe we won't. I don't know if we're gonna have time to do all of them. Okay. So we'll get